This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, yesterday it was reported that tens of thousands of residents in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, uh, took shelter in the metro stations as Moscow launched a wave of missile and drone attacks on the city and hit military and infrastructure sites elsewhere in Ukraine in a bid to weaken the country's planned counteroffensive. This is the spring counteroffensive that has been much talked about that Ukraine is poised to launch. Uh, in all, this was the uh, 16th attack on Kiev in the recent uh, days, and 75 cruise missiles were deployed by the Russians. Um, most of them were shot down, but uh, one person was killed by a falling debris, and there is, of course, a danger even when you knock these missiles out of the air that they will do terrible damage. We're joined now from Kiev by Johnny O'Reilly. Johnny is an Irish man who's lived uh, and worked in Kiev and indeed in Russia for quite some time now. And he is a filmmaker and a journalist. Johnny, this re- report talks of tens of thousands of citizens of Kiev taking to the underground stations. And it's the 16th air attack by the Russians on Kiev this month. What impression is it making there? Because the idea is to soften up Ukraine and also, I think, to hunt out where their defences are. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, you know, one thing to remember is that during the day, there would always be tens of thousands of commuters in the metro station anyway. Yeah. So what may have happened is just they decided to wait before exiting onto the streets for a while. Uh, it didn't cause the kind of widespread panic that many of these headlines might suggest, but it was a, 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 a not exactly a first, but certainly something that is unusual to see the Patriot missiles firing up in the in the perfectly blue sky. Everyone across the city saw these and uh, heard the bangs. Um, but again, the statistics are very favorable for Ukraine in that um, almost 100% of all the uh, Shahids and the missiles uh, were knocked out of the sky. Yes. 
But in the overall picture, in terms of economics, uh, one could argue that, uh, you know, this has a long-term detrimental effect on uh, Western supplies to yes. Ukraine because a Shahid costs one-twentieth the price of those anti-aircraft missiles. Yes. So this is obviously part of Putin's calculus to send over cheap um, drones and missiles and ex- you know extract uh, an economic yes. cost for the continuing support of uh, Ukraine by the Americans. But it's not causing the widespread panic that people n- n- may imagine from the from the headlines. Now, the conversations, uh, Johnny, in Ukraine and in Kiev about what's happening in the wider world, one of the most threatening conversations happening in the West is that time is on Putin's side, that if this a spring offensive doesn't yield significant victories for Ukraine, the American elections of 2024 will have two. We don't know who's going to run for the Republicans or be nominated to run, but DeSantis and our friend Donald Trump have both been extremely skeptical in Trump's view He was asked uh, on CNN last week, did he back Ukraine? He said, I don't care who wins. And DeSantis has said, this is nothing to do with us. And uh, I think it's a a local issue. Now, that's a mortal threat to Ukraine, is it not? Because America has provided most of the arms, most of the money, and is committed under the Biden administration to training pilots and ultimately providing F-16 jets. Yes, it it is a mortal threat, but only in the very, very long term. If uh, Trump or DeSantis were to win, uh, American policy is only likely to change in February of 2025. Yes. By then, Ukraine will already have its F-16s. It will already be fully uh, operational on NATO levels and will be reliant less on, you know, increases from uh, Western powers. But, of course, that's part of Putin's calculation, is to bleed this conflict out until the geopolitics favor him more with a Republican, uh, you know, success in, in the U.S. elections. Um, but a lot's going to happen between now and the, any possible U.S. policy change. So it doesn't, it, it doesn't appear to be an imminent danger for uh, Ukrainian efforts, but certainly a long-term one. Yes, and it does sort of uh, put pressure on Ukraine in this spring offensive, as it's been labeled, to get tangible results on the battlefield. Yeah, very much so. I mean, this spring offensive now recoined as a summer uh, counteroffensive is um, Ukraine's D-Day. They have set this up as a make-or-break event. And what's very interesting about it was that up to 70,000 troops have now returned from being trained in NATO 
countries, and they have formed new battalions, shiny new battalions with brand new NATO equipment, yes. sitting in the, the, the flanks of the front lines, ready to get the instruction to to proceed. So it's a very different army to that army which essentially fought Russia to a standstill over the last year. Yes. So one would expect this to be a kind of a shock and awe event. Uh, and certainly the Rush the Ukrainian politicians and military leaders are not disavowing anyone of that impression. They're talking it up like the, they're extremely confident of it having a big uh, impact. So one would expect that to be the case. And yes, if it were not, then uh, it would be detrimental uh, geopolitically and diplomatically for Ukraine. Now, there is a sense at times that Moscow is in disarray, that Putin and some of the people around him are not on the same page. There is the the Wagner group and Prigozhin, its leader, who seems to be a rogue figure, not subject, it seems, to Putin's will. And the question of what Ukraine needs to achieve is, uh, I suppose, what people really hear want to know what when will we know how will we know and what can the best outcome be and what can the worst outcome be johnny well i think the real outcome that ukraine is aiming for is a political uh, defeat for putin yeah something which breaks the bubble yes. and exposes him at home. And it's a very interesting topic, this idea about Prigozhin being a rogue um, actor in the whole scene. He um, is quite close to Putin, but his role is really acting as uh, check and balances against the uh, mainstream military in the in, in in Russia because there are no institutions of state in the country which act with any uh, influence or power other than the presidency. Yes. So Putin has to create these rogue elements uh, in order to foment competition and to put pressure on various different forces within the the government. Of course, there's always a chance he could lose control of that. And the, the prediction is that he will if he suffers the kind of political defeat that a successful counteroffensive w- will bring. So while on the one hand, superficially, it appears that the economy is strong, people uh, in the main decision-making centers in Russia, namely Moscow and St. Petersburg, have not been impacted by the war. Um, the the underlying economy, the underlying political forces in the country are in a state of flux and can collapse, uh, according to some ex- some analysts, if Putin is put under sufficient pressure and suffers that defeat that uh, Ukraine is 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 so uh, is pushing for. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, they have talked periodically in Moscow. Lavrov, the foreign minister, for example, he threatened nuclear responses and others have said, and in recent days, in fact, there is this the biggest nuclear site in Europe is in Ukraine, Zaporizhia, that that, that could be a target. Now, on the other hand, it is said that Xi Jinping, the Chinese leader, has told Putin nobody wins nuclear conflict. What do you make being, you know, close to this potential nightmare of those threats, uh, particularly the one about the nuclear facility? Well, what I do think is that the Americans have not paid any attention to them. And I suspect that in discussions that Biden has had with Xi, he has been reassured that uh, Xi will not be neutral in the event of a first strike by Russia. And that has emboldened the American administration. Uh, interestingly, Jake Sullivan, who is considered yes. to be one of the doves within the American uh, administration, uh, recently came out with uh, a, a line supporting Ukrainian efforts to retake the entirety of its uh, land, including Crimea, uh, which is quite an aggressive uh, diplomatic state, statement, but they obviously feel that there is no uh, real threat of nuclear escalation. Right. But what what a lot of people are forgetting is there's a second phase towards nuclear escalation, which most likely will happen if the escalation to nuclear happens, and that is through chemical warfare, yes. because chemical warfare does have a military impact on the ground. They can, uh, you can equip small uh, artillery with chemicals, which you can't with uh, with nuclear. So, if there is likely to be that terrible uh, escalation that we fear, uh, it's likely to come in the form of nuclear of chemical first. But there has been and no that happened. In, I mean, they use chemical weapons for years in Syria. 
Yeah, they've used it for years in Syria. They obviously use chemical weapons in assassinating and poisoning their uh, political foes. Yes. So it's a it's a very um, rash and dire political decision by Putin, which he may decide to make when sufficiently cornered. But um, again, you know, only I, I suspect that's only that decision is only likely to be made in the final moments of his demise. When will we know that the spring offensive, which is now uh, moving towards the summer offensive, uh, when will we know? Uh, I'm sure it has in, in its uh, gestation begun already, but when will we know it's up and running in your view, Jenny? Well, it, it, it's already up and running in, in some levels. Right now, every day for the last five days, there has been a, a, a much bigger level of uh, attacks on rear positions, concentration of troops, headquarters, about five or six times the amount that were the day, the, the week before. And this has been reciprocated by the Russian attacks on Kiev specifically, because that's all Russia is able to do in terms of escalation now is to, because they don't have the capacity on the ground in the, in, in the battlegrounds of the East and the South to meet the Ukrainian battlefield uh, escalation. Um, so what's happening is the, the shaping operations to destroy the supply routes and logistic hubs has uh, increased a huge amount in the last five days. So that is the, the next step towards the, the counteroffensive. But in terms of the headline-grabbing moments, it's going to happen when you have a combined arms attack, including uh, Leopard tanks, yes. striker military vehicles, um, attack helicopters breaking through quite swiftly on one or more of the Russian positions. So when that first attack comes, it will be, you know, big headline and that will signify to everyone that uh, the counteroffensive has started. Is there a sense of danger or fear in Kiev where you are? Um, of course there is, yeah, but it's, 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 um, very much mitigated by this, uh, you know, quite remarkable human ability to adapt, yes. to make everything normal. I mean, to think that I w wake up in the morning and have a fairly normal day while the evening before, uh, uh, above my building, uh, cruise missiles and ballistic missiles were knocked out of the sky by Patriot anti-aircraft yes. systems, you know. And you can hear them and you stand on your balcony, you can see the light show. So that has happened every second night now for the last three weeks. Right. Um, and we, we become... You know, adapt, we adapt to it. It's, it's remarkable the, the human condition uh, under these circumstances can uh, very easily adapt without uh, showing too much fear. But also, the statistics are quite, um, um, you know, the, the statistics of the almost 100% of the attacks have been uh, yes. deflected or destroyed. So, But as you pointed out, at the cost of depleting the the stock 
yes. of weapon of of weapons that, that that you have. And this again, it goes back to the United States and the debates they're having there. I'm sure you know about the debt ceiling debate, which is going to the brink now. Um, yeah. And if, as of next Monday, if they haven't reached agreement and signed it, the U.S. has no money. But it, the other thing I wanted to ask, I'm sure our listeners will be interested, is the status of Zelensky now. I mean, he was, as I understand it, he as president, his poll rating was around 20% uh, before this all began. Where does he stand now? in his reputation among the people of Ukraine? People in Ukraine have recognized uh, that his steward his stewarding of everything from the economy to the military and particularly to the um, outreach yes. uh, diplomatically has been excellent. Yes. Um, so his standing is very strong. He will be up for election next year and uh, very few people have any doubt that he won't be re-elected. So he's most likely to be uh, the president for the next five years. So his position is safe. Yeah, he's a remarkable man, isn't he? I mean, he he was a comedy actor who, in a not-too-distant past, had played an incompetent president. And that's really extraordinary when you think about it, isn't it? It, it is extraordinary, but, you know, this is the way civilization has evolved. What? How many years ago was it? 50 years ago when Ronald Reagan, an actor, yeah. became the U.S. president. Yeah. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it is remarkable, but probably not as remarkable as Donald Trump being president. You know, this <laughs> no. is uh, unfortunately just the way the world has, has, has evolved. Right. And, uh, yeah. Let me ask you about uh, the Ukrainian attacks on Russia across the border. I mean, clearly they haven't uh, been able to attack Moscow, but there have been cross-border incursions, haven't there? Yeah, I, I have a bit of breaking news for you, actually. Um, there were uh, drone attacks on Moscow this morning. Um, so the uh, Ukrainian army did succeed in sending a swarm of drones and attacked some buildings in Moscow City this morning. So wow. this is part of a tit-for-tat uh, demonstration by uh, Ukraine that uh, these continuing attacks on Kiev uh, can be reciprocated. Um, so it's quite an interesting development. And to your point about the incursion by uh, Russian nationalists who are part of the Ukrainian army into uh, Russian territory. It's all part of the counter-offensive uh, psychology that, yes. uh, demonstrating the capacity and the ability of the Ukrainian army to inflict these um, defeats on you know Russian positions. So psychologically, it must be a big blow to Russia. Uh, that its defences have been proved to have been so weak, and certainly it's uh, you know very popular here at, in Kiev. What's the position of w what you describe as Russian nationalists, uh, Johnny, in in terms of this uh, conflict? I mean, we know that at least I think I know that in the Donbass in eastern Ukraine, 
there are Russian, effectively Russian-speaking and Russian nationals who think of themselves as Russian. Uh, and that's true also in Crimea, is it? Yeah, very much so. In, and and uh, where, what, where are they in all of this, in your view? Well, they are very supportive of the Russian army and of Russia's uh, attempt to retake uh, Kiev. They are, um, well, obviously there are different shades of people living and who are from the Crimea and Donbass. And when Russia annexed Crimea and took over the Donbass, a lot of the pro-Ukrainian Russian speakers left. So the community was depleted by about 30 or 40% of its population, many of whom are now living in Kiev. Right. So the people left behind were even more virulently pro-Russian. And, uh, you know, a small percentage of them are separatists and activists and fighters with the Russians. They formed two strong uh, divisions called the DNR, the LNR, Luhansk National Republic, Donetsk National Republic. And they uh, actively fight in the war alongside Prigozhin's troop and troops and uh, the, the, the main Russian army. So they are... Uh, people from that area, from that region, who uh, are considered and recognized as separatists, and they hold sway in that region. Um, but uh, there are still you know, many people from that region who have had to leave because of their, uh, because they took over the administration of, the, of, the, of those regions. So what about the economy? And, and, the employment situation. I mean, it may seem like a strange question to ask, given life and death matters that you, you're dealing with and uh, uh, the Ukrainian people are dealing with. Is there an economy functioning? Are people going to work? And are the pubs and the restaurants, because when we spoke to you some months ago first, you know, it, it was all sort of normal. I think you mentioned going to a nightclub, Johnny. Yeah, it's still very normal. Nightclubs are open, although they, they tend to be uh, more day clubs these days because the really? curfew. <laughs> well, the curfew starts at eleven o'clock, so right. in some places, in midnight at the moment in Kiev. Uh, but people have to get, workers from these places have to go home at eleven. So everything looks and feels normal. Uh, a bit less populated than it was before, but a lot of bars and restaurants are still open. Have been open for you know the last year. Um, so people are always surprised when they visit here to see how normal it is, but the economy is, it, I don't think as any, you know, any economist can really analyze this no. economy and compare it to what happened before. It's, it's, it's a marsh, it's, everything's under martial law. So uh, that means a complete, uh, suspension of normal laws. And uh, the money that is supporting the state at the moment is mostly coming in from the West. Um, and in many ways, it feels like capitalism has been suspended. People are, uh, you know, huge amounts of my friends are now volunteering. They've set up um, services to provide food or services or equipment to the army as volunteers, yes. but they raise a bit of money, they pay themselves a small salary, and then they, you know, spend the rest on whatever is required to support people in need. So there's a huge charity slash 
volunteer uh, system uh, that has replaced normal parts of uh, capitalism. Yeah. But uh, then, you know, the, the, the uh, outward parts of capitalism are still here. You know, cars are still being rented. Shops are still open. Um, and a lot of goods can still be bought online. So it does feel uh, quite normal. And just a final question, uh, Johnny, we're grateful to you for all your reports. Is there a sense among you and your friends and the people of Kiev uh, and Ukraine in general that this now is approaching a moment of truth, of destiny? This is what happens in the coming months going to determine the future of this country? I think so. This is, uh, the. you can certainly feel the escalation everywhere, the news uh, across the whole front in Kiev, in Moscow. So things are escalating and uh, every analyst knows that this counteroffensive is the make or break moment for the country. And uh, if it is successful, uh, it's likely to result in a political defeat for Putin. If it's unsuccessful, it's likely to uh, prolong the quagmire. Yes. Okay, Johnny, uh, we're very grateful to you for joining us today from Kiev. Take care of yourself, of course. That's Johnny O'Reilly. Johnny's an Irishman, filmmaker and a journalist, and he has been keeping us informed uh, and our listeners understand. We're grateful to Johnny, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.